www.wemfradio.com Sweet And Rick Olive. And this is the Geek Town here on WEMF Radio. Leaping forward bionically. Uh, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Town. Hold on, stop. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another motherfucker. Stop. Pause and better. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. I am Pat B. In the house, I look to my left, rocking those shades and looking mighty snazzy, brother. Black Adam Willis. I'm feeling really good, brother. And it's, uh, is that alright? <laughs> that was good, that was good. That was good. <laughs> and over here uh, on the right side, he looks ready. Rick Olive. Yeah. Mm. Savage. Yeah, and over there on the far end of the corner, brother, cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. Yeah, let me tell you something, brother. Where's Elizabeth? Elizabeth, where are you? You got Elizabeth, those lion eyes, Elizabeth's man. in the corner. She you got those lion eyes. The daggone shape. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Geek Down. If you're watching us on twitch.tv slash The Geek Down, you can see these cats. And I doled out Christmas presents this year. Yo, hold up. Rick, Rick you want to you let them know what I got you all for Christmas? This is a Christmas present that comes uh, at the end of January. Beast, but I'm man. never nice gonna enough. call you up because this is the greatest gift ever. And we got these uh, these shades, <laughs> these beautiful shades, and there's like the the Randy Macho Man Savage shades. Once too. these shades and go so on, I'm savage. You would literally become somebody else. That's all I want to talk. That's all, the only uh, way I want to talk. I love it. I love it. Also, every time I got these cats, my, uh, Macho Man shades, and because we're just a mm. flaming a flaming tire fire of, of organization, that's gonna be our cat trait for the yeah. show now. <laughs> flaming tire, <laughs> yeah. Cause some controversy, but I got these cats Macho Man shades for Christmas, yep. and we weren't able to get together until what are we? Uh, late January now, almost February. So Merry Christmas, <laughs> fellas! Happy holidays. It's kind of like my family. Actually. Happy Hanukkah! I haven't seen good. you in three months. Here's a gift I got yeah, you. Yeah, right. I love every time you look at me too. That just the shine off the shade. Come <laughs> on, visual stuff on the radio. It makes you think more's going on up there than actually is. Actually. <laughs> it's like it hides those thoughts. Don't worry about what's going on. But just it does make you want to like uh, belt out my favorite uh, Savage Lions. Go too. for it. Go for it, yeah. I was just did the one. It's like, uh, you got those lion eyes, man. Nah, you know what I mean? Sure. When he was calling out Hogan for uh, trying to take Elizabeth. Oh. It was that whole storyline, you know what I mean? Which this is, which a, was this is a soundboard storyline I remember from like from like four or five years ago. Maybe a little more. But um, someone cut together uh, well, uh, uh, the whole Macho Man like repertoire was beautiful. Right. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all different things he used to say. Snap into it. But there was like a whole column of just different ways he'd say Hulk Hogan and it's the most homoerotic <laughs> thing you've ever heard. Oh, oh, I remember that. Yeah, for Hogan. some for some reason. For some reason it was like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, what kind of thing what, I remember what kind of him, relationship y'all have going on behind the scenes? I remember him on uh the Arsenio Hall show too. Wait, what was, like, how was he on Arsenio Hall? He was. No, he I didn't did I, I'm not I'm not I don't believe you. I don't remember what year it was, but he like he did a whole interview with, like in character. He's like, Oh yeah, I'm the best, you know, and nice. like and he was doing the whole thing. You Arsenio always so had the dopest cat on there. Yeah, it was like it was like he promoted early hip hop and wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. And he had Van Dam on there. You know what I mean. Like Arsenio. Oh, doing bring the back Arsenio. Somebody doing the splits. Yes. Yes. Well, they now had that. The uh, they also had that big beef between was it Sam Kennison and uh, Andrew Dice Clay too. Mm-hmm. On Arsenio. And on, on Arsenio. Yeah. News to me. Where what, what was I? Arsenio was pretty epic. Like I remember that one episode where Mike Tyson and Ali was on there, and then like he basically admitted that Ali was the best. Right, that was like my Mike favorite Tyson episode. Because yeah. I've heard Ali say, you know, yeah, um, I'd hate to go up against like Lennox Lewis. Oh, excuse me, Ali. Yeah, I shouldn't have hate to go up against Lennox Lewis. Yeah, Arsenio's the best man. Arsenio like, was dope. My, fa- my favorite clip is um is he's trying to bring out Ultimate Warrior to have a uh, yeah he's trying to bring out Ultimate Warrior to have like a a, a you know proper interview. Mm. I'm gonna find out what this man's all about. Man, what a get weird the backstory. Dude too. And you've never seen a more coked out. 
uh, oh interview God. in your life. Like, uh, a warrior comes out and he runs across the stage into the crowd. He's and he's just so, full on yeah. shaking. He actually changed his name to Warrior. He did. But that's what makes him a crazy politician, though. That, right. that was just a daggone shame. Yeah. All right, rest in peace, you right wing <laughs> motherfucker. Hey, look, welcome to the Geek Down. We have an awesome show lined up for you. We have reviews out the waz. And my man here has the ultimate, the lowdown on WWE Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. Yes, not for nothing. We actually got wrestling to cover. Indeed. Uh, Indeed. Dude, okay, you want to give us a quick preview? Was it dope? Yeah, it was, was it, all right. It was good. It was, was it, it was historical. I'll put it like that. Um, I'm gonna call BS. There's a lot of historical <laughs> stuff. <laughs> any, anytime, anytime you have to say it was good, but you, that, you got that crack in your voice. Well, that, it, that, history can like, sometimes you know, suck too. You know, I'm used to right? more epic. <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah. Epic, you know, this PG era wrestling, I'm not too happy about. Right. But simultaneously, there was a lot of new historically, um, just ground shaking oh, stuff oh, that oh, happened like oh, it was worth was there a okay, new uh, female uh like i mean there was yeah, i heard about no, that no it was um there was but you know we'll save it we'll get we'll get into okay that. all right we're gonna get deep into that one i i got i got definitely worth the watch though man I all right some thanks all right but we have reviews for you we got to check out that new godzilla man i got scooby-doo i know y'all said for this scooby-doo <laughs> the thing is i can't see out of my right eye with these glasses <laughs> <laughs> so it's like turn it over to look at you and you're locked down. I just see there's dude. nothing going on over here. Man. I promise <laughs> you, we're goofy looking. <laughs> All right, of course I want to thank DJ Herbert Herb for making it sound amazing every week. Mm-hmm. This man, you can't see him, but you can hear you can hear his influence. He's and breathing in the background. How Oh, okay. It's about to get creepy. Yo, let me jump right into it because I got to check out Scooby. Yo, he cracking up. I got to check out <laughs> Scooby Doo. And Batman: Brave and the Bold. Am I alone in this? Because I'm 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 jazzed about this. There's two of my childhood institutions coming together. Scooby Doo. Yeah, you, you I, 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 I was down with Scooby. I was all about Scooby Doo growing mm, up. I was a then huge I, Scooby then, fan. You know, I'm kidding. I hated Scooby Doo. <laughs> really? Yeah. You hated the mystery, man. You got these bunch of weird ass kids going across country in this van, getting high and well, you know, solving. when you're poor as hell in the projects and you just got like network television, <laughs> whatever <laughs> came out. They've gone on record, both Daphne and Shaggy, rich, like you know, uh, ultra, ultra uh, uh, right wing wasp families. Mm-hmm. Man, we're talking like we're talking like summers in Portland. You know, yeah, <laughs> Kennedy compounds. The Norville Rogers was savvy. Was, was Nobody poor than Portland. How many poor folks you don't know name Norville Rogers? <laughs> Norville. Norville, the Rogers compound. Norville. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, over over there, just Daphne over there mocking uh, Velma. Cause so she even got, as cause a young kid, her, you can down. She got her uh, her bargain basement stockings on every every show. <laughs> you know her her Goodwill sweater. That was <laughs> <laughs> she, she was playing the part for sure. That's what yeah. you said. Glasses she couldn't afford to get mm. fixed. Always losing them every episode. <laughs> <laughs> and Freddie with his ascot. How many people you know, um, low middle class and lower class got ascots? Yeah, I know that could piss me off a little bit. For real, it's sucker. Wasn't even popular in the sixties. Yeah, you know who you know who wore. Who are ascots? Who? Okay, seventies porn starlets and ultra right wing, uh, highfalutin uh, dude that wore um, uh, uh, that wore that wore shoes, uh, moccasins with no socks in the eighties. All right, and we're always being chased on Miami Vice. This is right, that well, coke deals going on. That's Freddie. I'm real. Uh, I do apologize for offending you that much. <laughs> like, I'm, hey, you I'm sorry, you hit that nerve. No, like, I don't no, know what no. to do. I'm, I'm just I saying. You asked the question. You talking about? You talking about mystery machine? There's no mystery there. All right, mm. it's elitism. <laughs> yeah. All right. What we're talking about right now is Scooby Doo. I, I think you're lying a little bit. Man, hey, you gonna tell me a show that started 1960 whatever and is still going to this day? We're talking about a yeah. new movie now in 20. 2018. Okay, I don't care how young they were when they started out. Casey no, that, Kasem that was the voice of Shaggy, dead. correct? Yeah. Mm. Yes, he was. He, he, Stacey Kasem started as the original Shaggy. Remember um, they lost Casey Kasem's body? They lost. They well, stole Casey Kasem's body. Was you know that what? a story for a while? That dude's life was a Scooby-Doo mystery. Okay, that's right. what's going on there. Uh, yeah, that was no, yeah. That was a story we even covered it. I think on this show like years ago. Like they kept missing yeah, Casey Kasem's body. Like I'm not. Maybe I'm not getting no, the, someone the in the family correct, stole but. his body uh, as it was being moved, like cross country, be buried because right. they wanted uh, because someone else wanted a uh, traditional ceremony, and they were like, "No, nah, his wishes would have been." Well, I don't care what his wish would have been. The religion says blank, and the whole thing they unmasked it. It turned out to be Mr. Crothers, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right? Who owned the, uh, the haunted amusement park up the street? Correct. I got away with it too, you darn 
<laughs> Yo, it, it was never it was never daytime. They talking mm. about it's high noon, sky it's pitch black. <laughs> All right. Pulling up the old mansion and stuff. Right. That's, that's the other thing. They were freeloading squatters. But you still who, but you still get around to house? watching this new thing, even though you got you got <laughs> the beef for the old show. Wait, way to keep it back on track, Adam. Yes. Yeah, I got I got to check, check out Scooby Doo and Batman the Brave and the Bold. Now I'll tell you why I was excited for this though. Mm. Because unlike this man here, who wow. you admitted something that hurt me before the show. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Batman Brave and the Bold. This is not a fan of Batman Brave and the Bold. I'm not. I love Batman Brave and the Bold. It's too hokey. No way. It's not just Batman. It's like a a, a return to that classic 1960s Batman cracking jokes. Yeah. All right. Batman, uh, he's got like funky uh, uh, soundtracks. And Batman's got like a cordial relationship with his villains. You know, it's like punch Joker in the face. I'll see you next week. You know, it's it's like like that kind of setup. Batman Brave and Bold brought it back to that wholesome goodness. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, and I know, I know I say the original wholesome goodness. Batman actually started out shooting people in the Winnebago, so. <laughs> yeah. uh, Baker, excuse me. But no, this was like the Batman Braving the Bold brought it back to a processable, amusing um, Batman has a sense of humor realm. Right. You know, that I dug. And Instead Batman of like the, the ultra dark. You know what I yeah, mean? Batman's so gone serious. Serious. Some, yeah, yeah, Batman's on some other stuff these mm. days, yo. Yeah. It wasn't so DC's much. DC's on some other uh, stuff. It wasn't so much of uh, Batman that was cracking the jokes. It was. Oddly enough, Aquaman. Yeah, he Aquaman was is, hilarious. Yeah, I love That's Aquaman in this. That new Aquaman they presented, he's different from the Aquaman in the comics. Aquaman in the comics now is like, they made him serious warrior. Yeah. You know, for too long, Aquaman's been a joke. And I let them crack the... I have better things to do than defend myself. I have crimes to stop and world to save. And they crack, they, they're laughing at you, Aquaman. I don't give a F. You know, crime behind some mm-hmm. sand dune. Sand dune. I mean, um, I mean, like coral reef. Yeah. Right. Uh, but um, but no. In this uh, in this series, Batman: The Brave and the Bold, Aquaman is a very pompous, kingly type. He talks like this yep. in this over inflection. Adam, my friend. <laughs> Ain't no King Ralph. <laughs> King Ralph. That's <laughs> um, no, no. He, he's good. He's good for comic relief too. And I really like this because they had Plastic Man in this story. This okay. First of all, break to break it down. Plastic Man. I know, right? All right, explain it soon. Yeah. Uh, the Scooby gang is just off on another mystery, which, you know, they always are. This is their thing. And they mm-hmm. unmask uh, they unmask the villain and it turned out to be, oh, it's that guy. But no, he's got a sidekick. It's this guy as well. And they pull off masks. And the whole thing is, as you would expect, the corny end to a Scooby-Doo episode. So I guess I never really asked this. Do they go looking for mysteries or do they yes. just find themselves in them? Well, that's the thing. Like, they changed that over the years. It started off as, no, they were just random kids traveling, the, right. crossing the country in a van for no reason. Smoking doobies in the van. Right. Have, it's just right. one, one, one endless it's implied, orgy. It's for sure. No, they're on a cross-country orgy with the dog watching. <laughs> for sure. <Yeah. laughs> at, least, at least I hope he's just watching. Um, but no, it's like, and they would just stumble upon <laughs> it. It's like, hey, there goes a spooky mansion. Let's squat in someone's property. And then there would just have to be a mystery they'd solve, you know? Yeah. Let's raid this person's greenhouse. <laughs> yes. Okay, they were up to some serious, That looks like, weird. Let's go in stuff. that room. Yeah, okay. For real, right? Uh-huh. Going, it's like, oh, here's an unlocked door. Let me just step right onto someone's Breaking every residence. horror trope ever. Like don't go in the room; they just enter. Cool. Yeah. But they actually came out on top of it. The amount of times Freddy got naked and took a shower, man, I can't mm. even count. <laughs> <laughs> but what it came down to is they're solving a mystery. They've solved the mystery, and now once they unmask the villain, holy crap! It's Martian Manhunter. What the hell's going on here? Well, it seems this was an initiation because of all their exploits and solving mysteries. Now, as Mysteries Inc., Batman has become aware of their exploits, and this was their initiation into the Gotham. Uh, I believe I have this right. The Gotham. Um, well, the mystery, associ- the mystery. Damn it! They've got like a crime-solving um, association. Right, right, right. It's not just they're League. incorporated now. Basically, yeah, yeah. It, they've got an organization with bit with like you know uh, membership cards and everything. Wow. The different members of the they're Justice League. Sold, sold, sold out for Justice sure. League, which are not. Well, they definitely sold out. Kind of. Yeah, that's that's the way. Well, no, they didn't sell like out. This was still like Justice Justice, this was like the Justice League C team of like y'all solve mysteries. More, more like that's F. cute. <laughs> we gonna we gonna fight Darkseid over here. Y'all go over here and find this purse snatcher. You know that type of thing. It's actually. Like petty crimes going on, we don't have time to get to. That's that's one thing that bugs me, bugs the hell out of me with Justice League and Justice League comics and stuff because, yes, there is like purse snatches and stuff still happening. Yes. You know, I, I'd like to wear a chain and not get it snatched. It's like, what about the misdemeanors? Are still crimes? We don't get, just have to get the felonies for real. Yeah, man, jaywalkers are a problem every day. Every day. <laughs> Who is fighting for the little guy? (laughs) But that's what these cats do. You've got, um, it's the the Phantom Stranger. It's not Phantom Stranger. It's, yeah, no, it's the question. It's Plastic Man. Question, uh, Martian Manhunter. Black Canary. Black Canary, yes, thank you. And Batman. I'm actually impressed with the lineup they had here because these are like the Justice League members that are always overshadowed by Wonder Woman. And uh, Oh, you forgot Aquaman. 
I don't, I don't blame you. Aquaman's like the original five, so it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Aqu- uh, he was Probably one of those. And Aquaman is in this as partially as comic relief, and he's like the interloper. He's not an official member of the group, but these are Justice League cats that have joined, uh, invited the Scooby Gang to join. It's just so weird. It was interesting, man. I like the way this played out, and I do have to say that's a hokey reason to have like an interaction between these cats. Yeah. It's kind of like those, I wrote this when I was 12. Hey, someone offered me the chance to write a script for Netflix. Well. They really you know? pair Batman up with a bunch of weird people. Like they did the the well, they, Ninja Turtles crossover to yeah, they did was, uh, the Shadow, which is recently going yeah. on. It's like uh, Batman and the Shadow. Those, those shadow. Like I'm not hating on them that either. Yeah, a good but. fit, though. Well, the it does, and, and that's, Actually, that's happening right school, now. Did right? you read that? Did you like that? Did you? Yeah, I got the first couple. I read it. I, I like it. it. For sure. I, I dug the Ninja Turtles one, too. It just yeah. seems like they're just like, who can we pair Batman up with now? Well, you're just know throwing out these random stuff, and it, it works actually, but it's just so. Well, those are goofy as hell. I don't. I I, I do like when like Batman meets Doc Savage because it's like old school yeah. man of mystery. Mm-hmm. But the Scooby Gang and, and Batman go way back. They would pair Scooby and Batman in the old '70s show. Uh, like I think they had like five or six different times they met. Really? They were old. They were on a first name basis. Really? You no, know, Batman's dapping up Scooby and shit when he when he, uh, when he just say, hey, oh, the van. hey what's happening, man? Let's go get some Scooby snacks. Excuse me, some bat snacks. You know, um, <laughs> Robin's just get Alfred to make us up something. Yeah, I mean, Robin going joyriding with Velma. <laughs> uh, Alfred, I didn't bro, know this, by the way. Alfred rolling the personal doobie in the van. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred, I got my man to handle that. <laughs> You're sticky, icky, son. I'm getting a little, a little off the point of this. What I'm, what I'm getting at is, um, these cats, jo- uh, the Scooby Gang joins the um, the Gotham Mystery Association. We'll call them for now, and a bigger mystery pops up where it's like, okay, you guys are new. You know, show us what's going on with like new mysteries for us to solve, and then a bigger mystery uh, evolves from that. And that I thought was a clever bit of writing because you get very accustomed to the Scooby Gang. It's for kids, and they're not going to solve. Right. any serious uh, uh, you know, life-threatening issues and stuff, and it actually turns into a bigger mystery than they were prepared for. Now, we're not talking... This isn't uh, the Archie gang versus the Predator. Right. You know, which was... <laughs> which is a thing, too. Yeah. <laughs> but this is very much Archie comic-style comedy, an Archie comic-style yeah. play out of the story, in which... Everyone's if there's a corny line, they're gonna say it. Right, yeah. you gotta hit every cornball setup. Right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very, very kid-friendly stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with the plot, like you're not gonna get anything that's like overly complex. It's easy to follow along. Yes, it was. And they uh, they foreshadow a lot of the elements before uh, you know early on, so that mm-hmm. when you see it later on, when it finally gets to like the climax, you're like, oh, I can connect the dots. Yeah, it's pretty easy like that. It's it's meant for <clears throat> kids. Yeah. It is, and that's one thing I noticed too. I'm glad you brought that up because it's a well written mystery. And not just like it's, it's Scooby Gang, and we're off, and we're in a, a haunted greenhouse for no reason. And you know, there's a World War II ghost about to dive bomb this house in the middle of Kentucky for no reason at all. And then we end and find out how did they make things fly, and how were they uh, firing real bullets and stuff? Well, you know, they coated this um, eggplant with phosphorus. I'm like, <laughs> no, there was there was none of that. This was like actual. They, um, it was like a Chekhov's gun situation. You know, there's there's random lines that seem like throwaways at the beginning that mean nothing that you find out were legit clues. And I was able to follow along and they threw you curves, things that I thought weren't clues. I'm like, you know what? Normally, if this was a good mystery, this would be a clue. But I'm going to ignore that because it's Scooby Doo and I know what they're doing. No. So it's playing on your expectations a little bit of like downplaying it. And then it's actually rising to the occasion. I didn't expect that at all. You know, and that actually that that threw me for a loop because I was I was was like, it's. Scooby Doo, who's up? It's a cash grab for ten-year-olds. You know, oh, yeah. get the, you know, we got real mysteries to something. It's Netflix. Let's let's get the more Stranger Things. No, <laughs> and they gave me a legit mystery, right? Which they solved in a feasible manner, and fe- well, feasible within the DC universe. There was still like you know Martians phasing through walls and stuff. And and they did it uh, being part of a team that has superpowers or super money powers, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and they don't have What's any powers power, other than like super hunger and I guess maybe super luck or something like that because they did get yeah, some, lucky on so, some situations. Well, they're but not going to get lucky. It's, 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 the, uh, it's the Scooby it's, Gang. It's part of you know the mystery machine and how they solve things. They mm-hmm. kind of. Fumble their way through things, and then Velma will, you know, point it uh, out. Daphne like, will yeah. figure. Yeah, that's figure the thing. This yeah. is this is, I think, the very the very first iteration that made Daphne a like a, a viable crime fighter. 
Like mm. Daphne was picking up on clues. Yeah, uh, right. Velma. Daphne's no, no Daphne with the with the purple. That that's da- Velma. No, the no, purple. Velma's, the, Velma's, Velma's, the Velma's, Velma's the one. Velma kind of thick. She got the things the going sky. on. Oh, okay, all right, the, all right. Yeah. yeah, all right, Daphne. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, da- Wait, da- uh, Velma's Velma been rocking the bob since 1962. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, got, she, she looks like the girl from uh, Saturday Night Fever. Right. Velma's the purple. <laughs> she, she was also like the, the one that's always implied spine. to sleeping with the Daphne. other. Daphne. Okay. Yeah. I bet you yeah, have yeah, to yeah. lay down. No, you would not do. <laughs> yeah, they, they gave, uh, as you said, they gave Daphne uh, yeah, like she more was... character than ever. Well, she yeah. needed but it. Just proper. She's never been in the back that she didn't ever get. Taking a back seat to like usually it's Fred and Scooby and Shaggy. It's a man's world, baby. It's usually Back Velma. Saw, it's like they they goof around for the rest of the episode. Uh, Shaggy and Scooby eat some snacks, and yeah. Velma solves the mystery. Yeah. And in this one, Daphne actually was picking up on clues. She's like, "Oh, this is an anagram for blank." And Velma's like, "Yeah, that is. That's how <laughs> uncharacteristically intelligent of you, Daphne. You know, I'm, I'm there at home watching. Like, That's, yeah, that was, that was pretty. That, that was that, that, just that was that Bruce Wayne rubbing off on her. Real yeah, quick. Just trying to think how bad those movies were. Yeah." <laughs> Man, okay, well, like we're, we're, we're running a little long and, on this, oh and God, we've pretty much said nothing good things. I actually didn't have a problem with this, man. The only thing that got me was the corny dialogue, which I realized because I'm not the target audience. I'm someone yeah, who's yeah. known both of these shows for years. Which I've is known important for, for you to for recognize, too, because I think people forget that often when they're reviewing things. Be like, yeah. I am not the actual target yeah. for what this is going for. But you can still enjoy it because it threw you a few surprises. Yeah, right. It's, like. it's one of those it's one of those situations where it's like I have to take a step back and realize this. Is, uh, first of all, I thought this was good. Uh, definitely a thumbs up for me. Yep, thumbs um, up for me as well. Thumbs up from you. All right, D. I, I didn't see too much of the it. The whole I four minutes you watched of it. Of it. <laughs> no, I saw a good solid thirty minutes of it, and then I was just like, okay, yeah. I'm just not a huge fan of Batman: Brave and the Bull. To me, Batman needs to be breaking bones and like really tall. Uh, you know what? It, it, it's you all, you it's got one because... thumb, man. Where's it, where's it pointing? Yeah. Sideways. I'm gonna go down with that. Oh, I'm just not a fan of the bold man. It's okay. Here's what I was gonna say because you might be the most poignant uh, voice in this review because <laughs> I know why I like it. I know why you like. Well, you know why you like it. Yeah, it, it's comical. It's mm-hmm. you know I watched a lot of the Scooby Doo uh, cartoons back then and it follows through. It's sort of like a nice merging, as as you said, a merging of Batman for half the movie mm-hmm. and Scooby Doo for yeah. the other half. Yeah, totally. And it's for kids. Definitely. Like, and that's the thing. And but you have an age, I, you have an age appropriate son. Yeah. That may or may not uh, uh, dig this, and he would be the more likely uh, audience. No, he 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 saw like I, I'm I'm gonna let him watch it. I'm pretty sure he won't like it because he's not a fan of Batman the Bold either. Okay, so you and, and you've, it's you've not like no, I did not bias. indoctrinate the child. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't you sit him in this. I guess you can watch it if you want to. This, this prejudice. <laughs> I'm gonna watch you know, something better over here. I think I think the the good quality of it is like you know what they they expose Batman in a in a more comic light, which like you said like which is great, and um you know then possibly you know cause some research into like probably the adam west era of batman mm-hmm. you know batman wasn't always you know savage and dark which right. I, you know i prefer him that way but that's just what it is you know i'm just not a huge fan of that All right, you know, and mind you i tried watching brave and the bold i gave it like a solid month okay. no stick yeah. to your review man you're you, know, you earned it you know and i just can't, can't get past this so. no it's, it's okay get your hate on it's all good all right you'll be like <laughs> you gotta son, love this guy son you, son you grounded what i can't play video games no i'm gonna make you watch this movie <laughs> <laughs> just sit there and watch this bold crap man <laughs> All right, well, Scooby-Doo and Batman, the Brave and the Bold. I recommend it. I say check it out. I got a thumbs up. Uh, D? Yeah, down on that down. one. So, so it's conflicting opinions. So check it out at your leisure. But, dude, Scooby-Doo, Batman, Brave and the Bold, it's out now on Netflix. Uh. Do the thing. All right, so now, fellas. Uh. Yep. Let's yeah. talk about Godzilla. Yeah. Godzilla Monster Planet. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> 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 I don't know what that was. That was, <laughs> I, it was Johnny having some kind of aneurysm over there. I think, I think that's the, the type uh, of sound when you hear when you're walking home. And on like to the next the review. Yeah. Randy Savage messed up my vocals. No, I think that said it all. Um, no, we're talking about Netflix's Godzilla Monster Planet. And not just Monster Planet, Monster Planet Part 1, meaning there is going to be more. So if this was yep. garbage, get ready for more garbage. Get ready for more garbage. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go on record right now and say it was not. I got to check this out. I did too. Yep. And it was good. Johnny over there. Yeah, I watched it. All right, my man. Now, Godzilla Monster Planet is a story of uh, Earthlings have fled the planet because Godzilla uh, and a few other threats, but primarily Godzilla, monsters are running rampant. Godzilla, the king of the monsters, 
is being his kingly monster self. And he's trampled everything, including primarily civilizations. Where other monsters <laughs> attack a city here Pretty or a much. city there. Including people that Godzilla's, let him out, yeah. Yeah, Godzilla's the main force that's up for everybody. And just like, you know, gone through, man. He's like breaking down buildings. Including Puff Daddy when he made fire. that song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's doing more now. He's, he's going on a genocide, right? Yeah, the really. humans he's are like slapping down. They are evacuating. They're leaving a planet. And Godzilla's like, nope. Yeah, he, he, he's yeah. smacking like the uh, yeah. the uh, escape pods out of the sky and stuff, man. He's sending eye beams and things like, you know, picking them off. He'd be giving Indian burns. You know, he's doing all types of mean stuff. Godzilla's no joke. And the mankind has fled. Now, I think it was um, 10 years, after 10 years, approximately 10 years, 10, 15 years 10 to 15, yeah. of living in hyperspace. Because it wasn't just in space. No, we got to get the hell out of the solar like, system. And they Godzilla basically forced Robotech on the world, which is awesome. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> which was totally uh, awesome. I was like, okay, that's awesome. That's a good way to tell Godzilla's yeah, story. So humankind now lives on ships. And they've had to um, like just exist in space because they know they can never return Because they home. can never return because they're going to get chewed up. Yep, so all this time Man, has been spent uh, in hyperspace trying to find a um, uh, a new home. A new yeah. habitable planet. Yeah, yeah right. a new class M planet, as they would say uh, in the Star Trek universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, or an alien when they're like, yeah, let's just go inhabit some of their... Yeah, you know, to exist, and they've been unable to so far. After 15 years of living on this ship, yeah. dealing with synthetic food, recycled water, recycled air, we all know where those uh, reconstituted snacks are coming from, so mm -hmm. we won't bring that up. But people are sick of it, and this is the way they have to live. So what it's come down to is the on-ship government has decided that from now on, the ships that we send, since no plan, it's not that they haven't found planets, but no uh, excursion has been successful. Oh. Every excursion that's gone to find a M-class planet, a livable planet, a habitable planet, has died. Yeah. So they some form of Godzilla hanging out on it? No, no, no. It's just <laughs> conditions. Or just not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just yeah, yeah, some, some, like, some something they're waiting for to kill them. Basically, yeah. unsuccessful. Yeah. 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 yeah, nothing hospitable. Uh -huh. Yeah. So Johnny, do you remember why? Uh, w uh, what they decided afterwards? Uh, they decided to take uh, all the old people because they're running low on resources, <laughs> and you know, shoot Turning them out, shoot them out the uh, the waste. <laughs> the, the waste uh, disposal. Well, no, not not the waste disposal <laughs> per se. It was the they're throwing all the old people uh, to the wolves essentially because from now on every excursion to find the new planets and they only really did one in the course of this movie. Yeah, at the very end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is going to be all old people because if they die, well, they had a good run. They were old anyways. Yeah. So the rest of us are yeah, young. You're pushing live. fifty. It's cool. You know? yeah. <laughs> so it's space Medicaid. Yeah, that's pretty pretty. Fun. Wow. Well, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Trump care. <laughs> Trump care 20, 2030. Oh, so that, um, geez, it's too true. That's the problem. You tear to my eye here. Um, okay, so that drastic measure really inspires the people to get pull some drastic measures of their own. And you're like, you know what? Nah, screw this. Okay, we spent all this time looking for nothing. It's a short 10-year trip back home. <laughs> Um, we need to go back and take our planet back. Now, here's what's going on. The government has tried un un tried unsuccessfully to gather as much data as they can about Godzilla. Yep. But that's because the real juicy stuff was all kept top secret. Uh -huh. So once there's a leak and some new information uh, is released, people start formulating plans as to how, you know what, if we go back, we strike here and here and here. We can take this down. Just one monster, right? Yeah. yeah. This Through a little bit of political punk. sort of manipulation that they mm, insert yeah. in there, you know, you can't have a Godzilla flick without any kind of political coercion. Well, here's what's surprising. I thought Godzilla anime. Shoot, man. It's going to be one ill-ass fight. Let's do this. Yeah. And it actually turned out to be more political than I expected. Yep. A good, like, 45 minutes of this movie, maybe an hour even. Uh, this just, ran, just this about ran, the first what, half. This ran about uh, an hour 30? Uh, this, yeah. Yeah, this one hour and a half. half. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a good half of it is, um, like, political drama. It's like, okay, uh, are they going to lock up some revolutionaries? Are they going to, like, actually get the government on their side? Oh, my God. Is there dissension in the ranks? So people get, is there going to be a coup? You know? Mm. And it's like a lot of a lot of meetings in boardrooms and, you know, uh, and private visitations. And I'm like, okay. There was a lot of damn, screaming. And a lot, well, it's a lot of emotional screaming. It's an anime. You got to expect that. That's called that. good voice acting. Uh, that was a lot of screaming for me. For it's just voice called acting. acting. It was yeah. good. Oh, a lot of emo. It wasn't there. bad, but I'll attest that to the writing. Could have been better. Like the main character, good voice acting. Yeah, he, he was decent. All right. Yeah. Okay. He was passionate about his resolve. The others, <laughs> I'm not gun home. I'm gonna say though, I, I, I didn't buy this dude when when he, he sees his grandpa blown up. Spoiler. Not really yeah. a spoiler. It's like it happened in like the first three minutes of the movie. Yeah. But. 
he sees his grandpa go die and his reaction is kind of you ever seen troll 2 no yes. oh my god yeah <laughs> his reaction was kind of like oh no grandpa <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? That almost put me off it. That almost put me off it. It did not, though. And I will tell you why. Because after we get over the political drama, which it makes the time pass by quickly, which is surprising. Yeah, yeah. Because I watched this and I'm just like, okay, look, it's been like 10 minutes. Can we get past this hole? And I check the clock. 45 minutes. Good lord. Yeah. You know, because it, it didn't seem uh, to drag labor. on as yeah, I would yeah. expect it to. And I'm like, I'm kind of tired of this political rhetoric. Are we done yet? And I find out oh, this movie's half over. What, you know, that, that flew by. So it gets to the point, kind of. And then you finally get to see the face off with Godzilla, which is all I really want. And what it comes down to is, was the acting good and was the fighting good? Because it's Godzilla. We don't expect much story. Right. And the story kind of stopped right then and there. For the rest of the picture, it's all military tactic, mil- uh, a battle, and then Godzilla retaliation. So does it make the first part of the movie pointless? No, it, With all the it does it because it, it puts humanity, it, the sort of the decisions that they're trying to make, it's all based on like what's in our best interest, interest to right. survive, mm-hmm. to continue living. Right. And, you know, things go wrong when they sort of get back to Earth and try it's to. Still, not, it's not the Earth they expected. It's yeah. still the best decision they can They make. figured, I'm a, I figured, well, I'm a, I'm a, wait, 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 hold up. They figured it's like, it's like 10, maybe 20 years later if our calculations are a little off. So we'll find some city ruins, we'll find the <laughs> Godzilla we knew and we'll kick his ass like right water world these cats come back and as they come Kevin out of Cosner hyperspace out the water yeah someone yeah. forgot someone forgot to set their clock back for a uh, daylight savings or something because <laughs> yeah. coming out ex- exiting hyperspace they thought it was what t- uh, 10 15 years it's been 20,000 years yeah. later a little, yeah. little bit of a uh, interstellar f- uh, physics time travel yeah. stuff was going on there mm. Godzilla's yeah. still alive too well that's the thing <laughs> they come across a Godzilla it's not exactly the Godzilla they expected. Yeah, he died uh, 15,000 years ago. Oh, yeah. baby, man. Either way, he'd he, he been <laughs> See, spawning because there's they, something. They essentially do, but it's, it, what aggravated me about it, yeah. and it was good. Tell them what, what you mad. What, Tell what, what, you what mad, aggravated dude. me about it was like, dude, you're going to fight him with the same solution that they always fight Godzilla with. Let's just blow the crap out of Godzilla. <laughs> right. By the way, we'll damage Wait. like half of the planet on the process. <laughs> well, the way, they got Godzilla, the way they tried to fight Godzilla in the first place, and this is the thing for the movie, a uh, hundred and fifty nuclear warheads all at once. Yeah, like how was there still an Earth period? Right, you break through it. It was in one like, spot. Once, oh well, one spot. I'm, oh, of course that's yeah. play. one okay, focus was, spot. <laughs> that should have poured a hole. You know what you get to the core. You get a donut <laughs> and one focus debris. spot. There was a lot of like uh, the craters all yeah. around that. Yeah. yeah, you know what happened? You know what happened? They uh, hit him with that. Godzilla was like. Mm, mm. Doing the yeah. G- uh, <laughs> dirt off his shoulder, like it always sand. does. <laughs> all right, Scooby all right. snacks, thank you. All right, so so do you want to, uh, Rick? You yeah. want you want to tell me your impressions about the movie from that point on when they reached Earth? Because you've been awfully quiet over there, my man. No, when they reached Earth, it was what I expected. I just expected them to go all out war on Godzilla. Um, some of the revelations, I'm not trying to spoil anything. Some of the revelations mm-hmm. that you find out um, were pretty cool and twist turning, and I really enjoyed it. And it made me want to watch part two. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it that. But I just, it's always the same solution with Godzilla. Like I never see them try a different alternative. It's just give her everything you got. Yeah. Let's hope he dies. Well, to, to and then, you know, fair, they, like, they how else are they going to fight guy? this giant monster? Oh, this rampage. Way, it's like, hmm, let's damage his credit. When did the force field <laughs> come into play? Like, I'm real curious. Well, so, that's so new. This, okay, that, that's, that's the thing. They introduced new powers for Godzilla. And it's not just like, oh, we'll, we'll adapt his previous but Now he shoots a different eye beam. It's, it's red this time from his eyes. No, they gave him a couple of different abilities, which pose new, um, uh, new obstacles yeah. for, the, uh, for the humans to fight. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that we've gotten back to. It's no longer uh, Godzilla is the protagonist of the story, which the last few Godzillas have been. We've, yeah, we've kind of gone back to yeah, the humans being the main characters. Yeah. Th- so this Godzilla, it seems like it takes place after the older, up until somewhere in the nineties Godzillas. Mm-hmm. There's a cutoff point, and mm-hmm. then you, you, you have like monsters. Yeah, you, you have these other Godzillas no that reason. come out. The more recent ones. Mm-hmm. This isn't a continuation of story of those. It's a continuation of the nineties one. So. The things that happen in those, like the aliens that arrive, mm-hmm. they're actually integral into the story here, but it's they're already integrated and they're already part of sort of the society. Okay. So if you have pre-existing knowledge of pre prior the older 
Godzilla movies, mm-hmm. you're definitely going to understand like who these aliens are. Three different species. If you yeah. do, yeah. Three but if you, if you don't, okay. That's, and that's they like, even had a reference to uh, Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, he did yeah, reference it. I remember they did, but also I like that they've said it so far in the future because that puts that knowledge. It makes it like necessary for like background information. But you talking about like you watched Walking Dead season one, and now you're jumping into like Walking Dead season ten. Mm. Okay, you know, so your information, you've got the general idea, but you're a little out of date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that that's one thing that really moved me, and I really like this movie. This um, this this is Netflix's uh, Godzilla anime, and I liked that. I also liked being anime, not live action. It gave them a lot more to play with in terms of technology, in terms of the actual interaction and battles, because when you're relying on practical effects, you can't do things like have a bunch of like warships coming at them right. and like aerial yeah. battles. Without a huge budget. So Yeah, that yeah. too. They were able to pull off fantastic uh, action mm-hmm. without, you know, w- with minimal yep. in comparison uh, budget-wise. Yeah, space travel. Um, they had different races of people. Alien races of people, yeah. which was surprising. I thought, I thought religious I thought, races of people. Yeah, that too. Inventing a new religion. I just I, like when a, a problem arises, they just decide to live in space. Well, that's the thing. They they they've at some point interacted with other folks. I'm hoping like part two isn't like a prequel, right? You know, <laughs> what they've been doing because there was like the, uh, did you notice like everyone on that ship was Asian. <laughs> there, there's everyone on the. I, mean, I understand it's an anime, but the thing is, when they're trying to have like different races, but they're all like a variation of Asian. Yeah. You know, there's, there's there's alien race from this planet where everyone has like white hair, but they're like also Asian. And then there's like the alien, the race of like space black people, what they found, but they're also Asian somehow. They're, like, they're called they Klingons. Klingons. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, look, it's it's Godzilla Monster Planet. This was just part one. It's available now on Netflix. I give it a thumbs up. Alright, I yeah. give it a thumbs up as well. Alright, thumbs up here too. Okay, cool. Yeah. Highly recommend you check it out when you get a chance. It's on yeah, Netflix sure. right now, dude. Thang. Okay, I'm gonna kick it over to my man, just Johnny. Yo. Because you got to play a uh, new game on Steam. On Steam, on PS4, oh, man. It on uh, PlayStation Vita, oh, not and... The Vita. On the Switch. Oh, it better be on the Switch. You said you're still getting supported out here. It's on the Switch. Damn. Hang Uh, hang by thread. It's called uh, SteamWorld Dig 2. Electric Boogaloo. Uh, I'll stop making the joke. It's 2018. I'll stop making the joke. You've never played it? I never played the original. Oh. So I I have no clue. I'm kind of... I went into this game... Went in fresh. Essentially, you know, nice and fresh. Virgin territory. I had kind of an idea. No Vaseline. Like, I kind of expected (laughs) digging, but... And you dig in this game. Well, it's called Steam World Dig. What do you, what do you, you get one weapon. Steam World Dig. What you doing? Well, I'm, I'm, it's a car racer. I don't know what happened there. Well, it's, you're in a Steam World mm-hmm. where you're playing as this robot lady. Yeah. And you're looking for uh, what I believe is the main character from the first game. Yep. Okay. He goes. Oh, he goes AWOL. That, that's kind of cool. Kind of like a Bionic Commando thing. It's, uh, like, it's like I'm Rad Spencer looking for a Super Joe. Yep. 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 Okay. It's that that type of thing. Uh, well, did that did that uh, hamper your gameplay then? Did you have to have knowledge of the previous game, or else you were like they give stuff? you they give you enough to go for. So okay. you know they they give you enough information for you to know that's your goal. You're finding your friend. They weren't any wall. You know that uh, in the uh, they tell you that in the prior game they found this uh, ancient tech that has caused a change in that person you don't know exactly yeah. what it is mm-hmm. until you progress further in uh and sort of you learn as you sort of get to as you dig further down and discover more and more elements and stuff spoiler stuff that i won't bring up okay okay but uh so well, as, no, wait wait yep. the big question because mm-hmm. you're about to go into gameplay yep the big question are you pumping alligators with like bicycle pumps and hoses <laughs> <laughs> you get you get a uh a pump but it's like i a, knew it i knew it it's not a bicycle pump Dig though. Ass mother. It's, it's like a it's like a little uh i guess like a mine shooter water pump thing where you can sh- shoot like a torpedo mine that blows pew, up pew. rocks and stuff okay all right but you can't really aim it except left or right can't aim it nah how was it weapon? and up you can aim up too i can point it left right or up that's called aiming yeah wait <laughs> it doesn't go very far it goes like half a screen, and then uh, it, and then it like I don't know fizzles. My my head started to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, go ahead, yeah. man. I, I'll, I'm I'm just gonna stop talking. Fuck. All right, so you're Forget playing uh, as this uh, lady android. You mm-hmm. arrive at this uh, town, sort of like this western style uh, town, full of other android robots, mm-hmm. and it's very much in this uh, sort of 
Western SteamWorldy uh, type of setup, and that is your hub that you're going to constantly return to. And the objective of the game is to sort of figure out what happened to your uh, to your friend and dig. Uh, the way you find out is by digging and finding these ancient runes because you know that they're going through ancient runes. So you're yeah. also trying to follow their footsteps and you're essentially just digging downward for the most part and you're exploring uh, and you have a pickaxe Wait, is with this you. Like a, is this like a dungeon crawl event? Uh, so there's no randomized elements to this. So the oh. world is very handcrafted. And from what I believe, the first game was randomized. Mm. And they changed that and they went with the handcrafted sort of scenario setup. So oh, it's, that's unfortunate. it's more that streamlined. That like a cool mechanic to work in there. It's like it's like it's a dungeon crawler, but you're making the dungeon as you go, you know? Well, you are. It's, it's like a platformer. If you've ever played Dig Dug, it's Dig Dug yeah, and a on, platformer course, combined together where... Uh, you're, and there is these RPG mechanics where you, there's enemies like little dung beetles and whatnot that are down there. <laughs> okay. You kill them, you gain experience. Uh, you can then also uh, mine uh, precious metals and ores and gems and stuff like that mm -hmm. that you can, which is kind of like the main loop of it, but I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, and you keep digging down and you can level up your, your pickaxe and other aspects that allow you to either platform better access new places that you couldn't access to before mm -hmm. via uh, you can run faster that therefore gives you more momentum to jump an even longer oh. gap or you get a jetpack where it allows you to sort of fly for a certain amount of time and, is this like and a, hover. There's like a Mega Man setup where you have to where you incorporate these into your gameplay but you have to use them to advance or that these just like enhance. You do have to use these to advance so it, it's it's uh, it's called item gating. So you are yeah. item gated uh, or ability gated as you're progressing through, but... Well, are you segregated? You're, you're not <laughs> segregated. <laughs> segregated from the... <laughs> so as, as you're progressing downward, uh, because it's handcrafted in, in, in a sense, uh, mm -hmm. you're always going to go get the next power-up that you need to access the next area. So you're always able to progress and get new things, new mechanics that unlock to you as Good. you progress. And mm -hmm. while you're digging through, uh, there's going to be these gems. And there's this risk-reward uh, part of the game, which really makes it uh, interesting and fun, where you can only carry so much loot with you, so many gems and gold and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And you have to make the decision to continue going down further to get more loot or to try to find uh, a sort of a transportation tube that brings you all the way up to the top of the town where you can then sell your loot to then upgrade yourself, your stats, or your items and your gear. Uh, and you take the tube back down to where you were and you continue to start now, digging. Now, do you have an option of where this tube is or do you have to locate this tube? You have to locate it yourself. Okay. Uh, and you kind of get a general idea of where things are located and also what what the game, where the game allows you to dig. It It's pretty cut and dry. There are certain rocks that you just, no matter what you try, you yeah. cannot get through. Uh, and then there's others that are really easy to dig through, others that are, you have to use... Um, uh, like a jackhammer yeah, in order to get through um, and leveling up one rock you gotta use the power of yeah. rock <laughs> and leveling up your pickaxe not only does it do more damage to enemies it'll also uh, break apart uh, the rocks and the dirt whatnot faster so you can dig even faster because the other part the reason why there's this risk reward mechanic is that you have a lantern with you and the light you have as you're digging downward uh illuminates everything and it gives you vision of where possible loot will be also where that transportation tube will be it gives you vision extra range even though there's dirt on either side of you lantern you digger give it. me sight beyond yeah. sight but that starts to decrease uh, as as time progresses, mm. so you kind of have a limited window and a limited vision. Uh, by the time the light goes out, now you're kind of in darkness, and you you don't you're you can only see one square around you. So you now it's like really risky because you could stumble onto onto traps. There could be fallen rocks that will just absolutely smash your head. And if you die, uh, you drop whatever gems you carry on you right on that spot. Okay. And well, it's gone. Like, and if you die, they take your shoes. Yeah, well, they take your gems. Now, how does the, okay, how does the difficulty right. progress with the game? Like after every stage you go up, does it just get diff more difficult or does it get like impossible difficult? Oh, uh, so 
with this kind of system, it's it's sort of as difficult as you want it to be because okay. if you want to play it safe, uh, you can do that. You can sort of go back up. You can also uh, gear yourself out and, and sort of uh, change your your loadout. Pretty much order, go to Rambo. And yeah, you could change your loadout to sort of play in a particular way. Um, or uh, for instance, you could do a loadout that gives you better loot and helps you gain more loot. Or you could do a loadout that makes you better in combat okay. or gives you more health, stuff like that. Hmm. So, uh, but overall difficulty, it's not, it's not a punish you soulsy style game yeah. at all it's definitely uh easier uh there's puzzle elements with the platforming so as you, also as you're digging down there's going to be these caves speckled about the world and these caves are sort of like platformer puzzle challenges uh they have to use your your skills and your capabilities in order to uh traverse and get the rewards that are within there and, and at the end of them uh you can a big mechanic is that you can wall jump, oh, and which ties into your digging. So how you're digging down, that allows you to, if you dig properly, you can wall jump your way back up. So if you're so far down that you can't find the next tube and you're getting worried, then you can always try to wall jump your way back up to where the previous tube that you took is at. Okay. Yeah. Well, I imagine the way you make it sound. Good well, balance. first of all, uh, what do you think, man? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Uh, this is a definite thumbs up. It's a really good, really well-implemented game. It's polished beyond belief. It's You're not going to get like an amazing storyline or anything like that. It's short, too. It's mm. it's not super long. It's it's respectful of your time. Good. So you can sort of get through it. The it's mechanics. Proper, it, you know, shakes hands with your father. <laughs> you can get Take through it. It, it, it introduces new things very quickly, new mechanics, uh, new abilities that you get. Uh, you're always leveling yourself up. Almost every time you go down and go back up with a stash full of uh, gold and whatnot, mm. you're always going to get at least some upgrade. You're yeah. rewarded for expl uh, for exploring the world. So there will be hidden things uh, that can give you power-ups. And uh, if you incentivize exploration, you get reward for it. And it, there's always something there, right? If you want to just continue digging straight down you're going to get rewarded via new abilities because you're you're going through the sort of the main objective quickly yeah. mm -hmm. quicker uh or if you're sort of taking your time you'll get rewarded in that other way there's always going to be enemies there for you to attack so you can get rewarded just from gaining experience uh so yeah sounds like it's a real round really game. good there's there's challenge but it's not punishing challenge the puzzle uh the platforming elements it will test your platforming skills in different ways but it's not going to punish you where you have to try over and over and over again there's no pitfalls where you're going to have instant death uh type of uh situations mm. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'll make a pitfall joke here there's no pitfalls where an alligator's gonna bite your pants right like, yeah <laughs> All right, so the game is called SteamWorld. SteamWorld Dig 2. It's available on Steam, PS4, PS, uh, PlayStation Vita, uh, and the Nintendo Switch for $20. Highly, highly recommend it for Nintendo Switch because uh, yeah. there's no graphic limit to it, right? It's no. going to look the same on any platform. You just have it on Switch. You can put it on TV or take it with you on the go. So it's like uh -huh. the best of all the worlds. Cool, cool. And wait for the uh, port of the end gauge. I'll give it a shot. All right, thank you, Johnny. Here? I'm gonna kick it now over to Rick Olive. Ooh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you mean a macho Rick Olive? <laughs> macho. <laughs> I might, I might, I might take that moniker. All right, go for it. You got the, uh, you got the, got the, got the lowdown. Yeah, I'm gonna get the lowdown on the Royal Rumble 2018. Rumble. Royal Rumble. Ooh, Shout out to yeah. Thriller Priest who couldn't be here today to give the report like he usually does. You know, he changed the diapers right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God bless him. <laughs> that man is ankle deep in duty. <laughs> so, um, it was a great. Royal Rumble in my eyes. It was worth the watch. Definitely worth the spin. And if you have the WD Network, you automatically watch it. If not, you know you can go on YouTube. Or it's always one of my favorite pay per views too. Yeah, it's it's like, it's it's one of the it's like the it's like the major four. It's yeah. one of the major four. It's like Survivor Series, WrestleMania, um, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, and SummerSlam. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one more. Um, I forgot the other one. I don't watch rest as much as I would like to. But um, it um, was great. And, you know, the finger poke. The finger. Poke. I don't know. What you're Backlash, class <laughs> of champions. Is, is, is Backlash that deep? No, nah, Black, Backlash came down further down the line. It's just mm. now there's like a pay per view every month with WWE uh -huh. now, so yeah, it's just like hard to keep track of all of them. You can't always be there to watch every single mm. one, even though I would like to. But um, WWE, like most of the pay per views nowadays with WWE, there is a kickoff show. 
And yeah. um, the kickoff show was pretty lackluster. It wasn't that great. The uh, notable mention goes to Rick Rude and uh, I'm sorry, wait, uh, wait, Bobby wait, Rude. I'm about to say, yeah. well, because you know, it's like what, I love because I'm a huge on, fan of, come of, out of Bobby Rude. I am a huge yeah. fan of Bobby Rude. I love his slash Ric Flair slash Rick Rude uh, gimmick that he has going on. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great mm-hmm. selling gimmick, and he does a great job of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrestled Mojo Raleigh. He's actually the U.S. Uh, uh, title champion holder right now, uh, Bobby Roode. Mm-hmm. And he has this open you know, match. He comes in, talks a lot of smack, and then he gives somebody back there, some lowly little wrestling jobber guy, a chance to win the U.S. title, which they never do. And uh, it was Mojo Wait, Raleigh. Is, is that like a, is that like a, a legit he, yeah, a shot. Or it's a legit is it one of those? shot. Okay. It's a legit shot. Okay, Cena started it when he was U.S. champion. When he kind of you know fell into the background a little mm-hmm. bit, and he would just randomly come out on Raw and just you know invite anybody back to just the first guy to step out will get the challenge. Okay, see that's decent because I remember like, awesome. back in the day what they would do is they'd set those up, yeah. but it was always to have like okay, well I'm gonna come out and so it's like, and they'd give the dude the mic and have him make like some really pompous speech. I've earned my shot. Yeah. I'm here because I I deserve this, and then just like destroy him in two. Move. Yeah, and that's and it pretty was like much. A, but nowadays, it's um, it's a legitimate shot. Like the U.S. title has become like a legitimate title now. So okay, you know, it used to be one of those like lackluster titles back in the day, and they've introduced. Well, because it, it was like, like five different titles, and you only cared about the world championship. Well, it's yeah, like the intercontinental. Like, now there's a universal championship. Like universal. Whoa, there's a universal. Wait, how many? Wait, isn't there? Is there still like two, is total? There two world, like it's two, been a while. It's been two world championship belts. Yes, there's so a universal so, title which Brock Lesnar holds currently, and. Then there's the regular WWE Championship title, which mm-hmm. uh, AJ Styles currently holds, and then there's the tag, and then there's the US, and there's in the continent. Okay, so so for the top two, the Universal and the World, which one is like the Universal is like the pinnacle. The Universal is like the heavy okay. heavyweight, like the super heavyweight, like like you know where you would have Muhammad Ali at the top. So Brock is like your you know your, your Muhammad Ali at this point, right. pretty okay, much because okay. he pretty much holds everything. Okay, that's um, that's a, that's a shame. So, who was the first one out in the Rumble too? Uh, the first one out in the Rumble. Oh, I didn't even really remember that because honestly, the the males Rumble was lackluster in my eyes. Notable mention to me was right. when Hurricane came out. It okay. was pretty cool. The Hurricane, like yeah, the yeah. old school character GLK, from back in the day. GL character. Who you talking about, man? Yeah. I, I know Hurricane. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know Hurricane. And, <laughs> no, and, for, for real though, uh, is Hurricane really like a force? Because I remember he he's always been like a nah, third to tier. To me, he's always been like second, third tier kind of guy. Yeah, right. You know, but it's just you know you got It's a thirty man slot. You got to fill it in, and you uh-huh. got And it's fun to just kind of watch who comes out every year. You know, and here comes uh, Shane McMahon. Year, like really, uh-huh. you know, like one. I think I could have sworn one year Hornswoggle came. Out. I'm like really Hornswoggle. No. Like, or Mick Foley had all three of his characters come out. I know, which was yeah. like the that was like a great rumble. Yeah, yeah. I remember that rumble. That was actually fina- like a great, great rumble. Right, like uh, one of the best ones I've seen in '98 or something. Like that. Uh, I, think, um, I think the best one was when they threw Shawn Michaels out. He landed on one foot. Right. Oh my god! Te- but that te- happens when not out. Too. And it, like notable mention to that too, because uh, uh, the New Day, mm-hmm. like the best wrestling tag team gimmick ever. Um, they are catching on to this geeky nerdy trend. This anime anime character type is a situation that they're trying to really sell and they're doing a great job at it like uh-huh. the pancake gimmick is great kofi got thrown out of the ring and literally lands one foot on xavier woods and then biggie comes up and literally signs pancakes other the other foot so he doesn't actually physically put his second foot <laughs> right, on the floor right. which is awesome and you know and then another little pancakes, mention of the really? rumble yeah wait, wait, pancakes <laughs> they have this huge thing because like you know biggie comes out i think he was like the sixth or the no he was like the sixth entrance and he comes out and heath slater had came out earlier and pretty much he's become like this punching bag for everybody that comes down so yeah. every every about 20 20 seconds heath slater's getting ready to come back in the ring and somebody will come down and totally mishandle him real quick which he you know which was actually pretty probably the funniest part of that male rumble um but um Biggie comes out and literally just says that he picks him up and he like you know lifts him up he's like dusting dirt off him then he feeds him pancakes and slams it to the <laughs> ground again which is awesome so Man. I totally enjoy it wait which 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 year was it uh, I forget the dude he was thrown out out of the ring but he landed on the announcer's table Kofi. so then it was, it was Kofi probably Kofi yeah Kofi's <laughs> probably like the only male like who literally like like you want Kofi in the rumble Kofi makes the rumble fun <laughs> Kofi does find some miraculous way to not Knock it out. Eliminated yeah, yeah. first yeah. You know what couple minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Remember. It's ridiculous. Tell 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 He literally got happened, thrown man. out and he's just like, like diving. Like he got thrown out, but he landed on the announcer table and he just mm-hmm. stood there. Like, no, better yet, the year when he 
got thrown out, landed one foot, and then he found a way to jump onto the uh, the barricade. Yeah, and walked around the barricade. He had to walk around the barricade. Yeah, I saw that. Just like bounced just his way over, get to the steps, so he doesn't physically touch the floor, which mm-hmm. is incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, the no, stuff that Kofi does. The one I'm talking about though is this dude. Um, he pushed the announcers off their chair, off the chair with the wheels. And then, yeah. like, rode himself back to the ring. <laughs> yes, yeah, Kofi, bro. <laughs> rode himself back to the ring, stood up on the chair, and then jumped back in there. It's like, that whole, that, that's legal. Well, it's he, funny you say that, because that's yeah. um, another, like I told you, was historical, because in a sense, the first ever women's rumble happened. Mm. And that's what Naomi ended up doing during that. She got thrown out the ring, didn't physically get, um, uh, uh, technically eliminated yet. Mm. So she found a way to get back into the match where she... Walked on the barricade a little bit, then got onto the roller chair, and then literally like dragged her like push up status and dragged herself over to the steps and then jumped on the steps. And it was fabulous because you know she's essentially the Kofi Kingston of the women's of the women's um arena. I'm surprised we have not seen is someone get thrown out, but not like completely like you know so they don't face plan or anything, but they land just so like they can handstand and hand walk back to the ring. Kofi did it. Kofi's done it. He did the hand walk. Yeah. Damn, he's done it a couple. Yo, he's he's been doing it for the last what six rumbles. I'm I'm he's a show so like, man. You just, you just, he's on point. Got his game and lock. He's pulling the full out of bullets. Mm-hmm. So, um, moving on, the WWE Championship was up. It was AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, who are a tag team. Mm-hmm. So it was basically a one on two. Uh, great match. Uh, it was lackluster. I, like if I had to grade it, I grade it like a C. You know, mm. uh, AJ Styles is a phenomenal wrestler. He's athletic. He can sell on the mic. He's a great. Um, like I love. I just love his whole persona and his gimmick. Um, Kevin Owens is another great character. Great gimmick. He sells it and he sells his character hard. I'm not a huge fan of Sami Zayn. I think he could do a lot better. Even though the heel turn is helping him out a little bit, but the match was lackluster at best. You know. AJ does what he does best, you know, Superman punch off the top of the ropes, super athletic stuff. And, you know, he found a way to basically retain his title, which was great. Um, Wait, that, sounds, that sounds like a great combo. You should like, got this great wrestler. Historical got this great moment wrestler. for the male's night was uh, Shinsuke Nakamura winning the Rumble. Uh, and it yeah, came down to it basically came down to him and Roman Reigns. And we all really, you know, me and my buddies were watching and we literally thought Roman Reigns was going to get over again. And. We're mm. kind of tired of like the push, and you know, we're kind of wishing that like you know, WWE kind of takes a different route with some of these um, people that they decide to like promote and push. Right. Um, but Shinsuke, you know, strong style. Shout out, you know, he 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 can sell, and he's a great gimmick. And they finally decided to give him a shot. So I, you know, essentially in my eyes, I think he's like one of the. I want to say the first Japanese wrestler to win the Rumble. Oh, word. Because Yokozuna, yeah. Yokozuna wasn't Japanese. Yeah, 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 yeah. and so. that, that, that doesn't count, man. That's you know, so. Um, and then that was pretty much that was that was historical in a sense, and then what made it even more historical was like the first ladies rumble came out, thirty characters came out, um, thirty female wrestlers, old and new. Trish Stratus came out, Kelly Kelly came out, uh, Jacqueline Jacqueline came out. It was it was great to see all these old school women wrestlers who paved the way for the uh, current roster of mm-hmm. girls who are actually pretty phenomenal in the, what they're doing. Right. And basically, since it was the first one, there was two women's champions: the SmackDown champion is the Raw champion, who was Charlotte, who's the Raw, and Alexa Bliss, who's the SmackDown champion, and the winner gets to pick which title she gets to def- uh, get pretty much gets the challenge for. Um, Asuka, who is probably one of the up and coming uh, female wrestlers, of all, in my eyes, my favorite currently. Mm-hmm. She's just you know she's just like Shinsuke with the strong style. It's very unique. It's a very uh, great gimmick. But she she's a great wrestler. She's super athletic, super fast, and just willing to try anything to kind of basically sell. And she does a great job at it. And um, she took the cake and won it. And um, so now you have two Japanese uh, winners on both ends. The women, um, uh, excuse me, the women's rumble was won by a Japanese American uh, American woman. Mm-hmm. And you got Shinsuke Nakamura who won the World Men's Royal Rumble. So it's pretty huge in, um, mm-hmm. in that sense. And the thing for me the night that ended was supposed to be great was uh basically they introduced ronda rousey right so they ronda rousey a full-time contract with wwe, WWE after yeah. she got her face the totally obliterated absolutely <laughs> knocked sideways 100 um, stick to the sport brother stick to you the know <laughs> but um it was probably you know it was the next step for her and we all knew it was coming right. um you know nobody did not expect to see it <laughs> but long story short um she came out she didn't say anything though like she just came out and pointed and just from pointed what I at said, the wrestlemania, pointed at WrestleMania. and then you know she tries to shake asuka's hand and then asuka you know pretty much thought was going to shake and then slaps it and gives her this look like yeah whatever do you think she's going to be able to sell in, uh, in, in wwe no 
I don't she think so can't, either. She can't. She's not great on the mic. Right. She's not a great mic voice. And, and, and I don't even know if she's gonna be a good wrestler either. Um, I think she could because she's probably. I mean, I mean, let's like her signature move is probably gonna be the armbar. Oh, she's, <laughs> she's done so, a little bit of acting, so. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. We'll see. You know, hopefully they'll put some good coaching behind her, you know, put some good proper wrestlers behind her to help her out. But I just don't see her being phenomenally great. Brock Lesnar, so Brock Lesnar, you know, she's probably going to go the Brock Lesnar route and probably get somebody to manage her and yeah. pretty much sell her, kind of like how... Um, get a good manager then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you need to, especially if you can't. I mean, Brock isn't great on the mic, but, you know, Paul Heyman sells the hell out of Brock right. Lesnar. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hopefully she can kind of get into some type of situation like that that will help her out. And, you know, I like Ronda Rousey. I never thought she was a lame person in life. I thought she was a go-getter, and I really enjoyed watching the UFC. So if she can kind of parlay this into a career for herself that's great yeah. and um you know hopefully she can um you know kind of work her way up as long as they don't like give her like a brock lesnar push off right, right. pissed off but you know it's coming yeah you know it no you know, i think you know i figured they'll go a different route though really to try to capitalize on the star status she did a um couple episodes of entourage i think turtle yeah, i remember work. those <sighs> yeah so we'll get him in there oh. all right but so at the end of the, the day, next? yeah, um, that was pretty much it. Those are pretty much the most notable matches of the night for me. Like uh, the uh, Usos defended their tag titles, which are pretty cool. Um, but um, you know, you I love the up, Usos. Huh? I'm sorry, no, I really, I actually love the <laughs> I Usos. Love the Usos <laughs> I love the Usos, man. They're they basically going that Samoan route where The Rock, you know, came out with this gimmicky Samoan gimmick, and now they finally, it's like Vince said, "Hey guys, you've done your part. You paid your dues." let loose and they're letting these guys be them and they're doing great i love the day one ish and i need a hoodie fast (laughs) um and that's pretty much it with the rumble man you know if two thumbs up i'll give it two thumbs up it was notable for the historical um wins for nakamura and asuka so that's worth watching um great gimmicks great styles and you know they're both great sellers and but at the end of the day you know um you know wwe does lack uh a lot you know the pgr was kind of like taking its toll but you know then again i'm an older guy i'm used right. to unlimited some attitude attitude there, there, some yeah, some yeah, blood, yeah. you just missed, you just missed around, the cocaine so. that's all brother <laughs> all right strippers so, and cocaine so, pat strippers and cocaine that's what it was what's, about. What, what's, the, ne- what's the next pe- uh, pay-per-view coming up um next pay-per-view i want to say mania is on the on its way around the corner nice it's mania oh. that's the next big 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 pay-per-view um it's in orlando this year all right um and side so you know i thought it was going to be and i wasn't too happy to watch the rumble because it was in philly this year and i'm a uh-huh. huge pats fan and i thought they were gonna um in nxt takeover the on saturday they were um you know they came out in the uh f tom brady chant yeah and i wasn't I too that, yeah. i wasn't too happy about that because nah. eagles fans are the worst they they are. Are. they'll get so, they really give are. It time give it time. you know so hopefully you know but they didn't break out of no eagle uh you know tom brady chants during uh the rumble it was actually pretty kosher and great and um no, and another shout out to just jealous. Shout out to WWE. I don't know if you saw this thing on um at Facebook with the little uh, uh special needs kid and the guy bought him like a bootleg NXT belt from like Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. And I guess they saw that and they brought those two gentlemen, like the older high school fellow who kind of basically took this uh, special needs kid under his belt mm-hmm. and brought him to the Rumble. And I mean, this kid had a wrestle gasm in like a matter of 20 minutes he got to meet like all the top wrestlers right nice uh um triple h and stephanie mcmahon came out you know present him with like this nice hey, award did he meet the, did so he meet the Miz? no that means no. <laughs> he met aj styles which is good enough you know and they both got you know belts tossed and signatures wait, wait did it this, was just always did this, did this little kid meet the boogeyman <laughs> <laughs> you guys hear the news about uh john cena you guys hear the news about john cena no He's going to play a star in a video game movie adaptation. Guess which one? Pokemon. No. (laughs) Who who does John Cena meet? Oh, I heard about that. Duke Nukem. Yeah. Perfect. 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 I don't know if y'all could see on the camera. If you're not watching us, you should be on twitch.tv slash the geek down. But Herb was like, Johnny was like, who's he going to play? Herb's over there like, ooh. (laughs) 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 He takes a piss. Oh, that's better. Boomstick. Come get (laughs) some. Walked the con. Don't have time to play with myself. Started with Macho, ended with Duke Nukem. John Cena. (laughs) All right. Well, going on on that note, this has been the geek down here on WMF. I want to thank you all for joining us. I've been Pat B on the side of me. Oh, we took the shade. Off. It's all good. It's all good. My main man, Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. All right, over there looking super, super, super serial. Just Johnny. Yo. And of course, Macho Rick Olive. 
Ooh, yeah, Hogan. Oh, that's creepy. Don't do it again. Yeah. All right. I want to remind you pretty, you can catch pretty, us every pretty. Monday nights right here on WF Radio. You can also catch us on geek-down.com. And if you heard the thing tonight you want to chime in on, let us know your thoughts, let us know your feelings. If you have any predictions for the Super Bowl or for the next WWE event, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Like always, you can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, or on SoundCloud, on iTunes. You track us down. Also, be sure to hit us up at twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. You can see our smiling faces every week. And we'll catch you all right here. Same bad time, same bad channel next week. But until then, be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace. better than local rock radio live local music and the best place to see it's at the wemf scene stand on friday february 2nd featuring never sync grace drive lsc stone crooks hub style yes commander fire for cavemen maximum hackman and the band voo it's all friday february 2nd at the middle east downstairs and it's only 12 bucks so take a stand at the scene stand on friday february 2nd brought to you by wemf radio Radio Now. Pino Bros. A. Boston's best tattoos. 1100 Cambridge Street, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Check them out at pinobrosink.com, where Boston's rock scene puts ink to skin.